0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at HeartofWorshipchurch.com. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, for we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 26. With this very real storm raging, why was Jesus asleep? And why would he tell them that they had little faith in the face of it? Because that he knew that the storm could not stop them, nor would it sink them, for God was on their side. All it could do was to scare them into turning back. So, my friend, that's it. It's that simple. Don't turn back when the devil tries to bluff you with fearful storms of trial and resistance. In fact, be encouraged by it. Because if hell is against you, then heaven is with you. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me, right? So then just take authority and speak to that storm in the name of Jesus. Tell it to be still and rebuke the power that is behind it. And it has to listen because the wind and the waves, they still know his name. Because my friend, I tell you this, that though sometimes we may forget who Jesus really is, hell never does. In the very next verse in verse 27 continues by saying and the men marvelled saying what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him. Sadly enough that's the reality that many of us face in the midst of our trials and tribulations. We forget who is in the boat with us. We try to figure out how to fix it and we panic because we don't know what to do. But if the same Jesus lives on the inside of you that stood up that day and took authority over the wind and the waves, then my friend, you got to know that it's going to be okay. Just praise him in the storm. Profess his name. Decree and declare into the atmosphere. Speak it forth. Peace, be still in the name of the Lord. You see, Jesus said that you've got to speak to the mountain. Sometimes, my friend, you've got to just quit doubting and freaking out and open your eyes mouth I will tell you this that when God is speaking you stop talking and start listening but when the enemy starts talking all that noise like the boisterous winds and the waves that they saw that day you stop listening and start speaking you start decreeing you start remembering who your God is that the enemy is already defeated and is under his feet if God be for you who can be against you? How mighty and marvelous is our king! How powerful are his decrees! Are we not sons and daughters of the kingdom? Do we not have a robe and a ring? Do we not walk in undeniable authority? The scripture says that we are joint heirs with Christ, meaning that we inherit everything that he does, including his titles, ranks, and authorities. We are now raised up above the enemy. We are the head and not the tail. to be seated with Christ in heavenly places to rule and to reign with him for all of eternity do you believe it then get on your feet and start decreeing because right now you're supposed to be proving that you believe it you're supposed to be faithful in the little things so that he'll know that he can trust you with the bigger things of his kingdom and in the world that is to come my friend you're here for a purpose And it's not to be beat down by the enemy, to feel defeated, overcome, or worthless. We walk in humility before our God and our King, and even before men as we represent Him to them. But we walk boldly before the enemy, because we've been lifted up above Him in rank and authority. So today we speak to those storms in our life and we command the spirit of fear and of doubt and of confusion to be cast out. We do not agree with these things with what they speak to us anymore. We are going to glorify and magnify our risen Lord and declare his majesty by shaking off the chains of unbelief. You see, my friend, the enemy will... Cause you to become so fearful that you start acting and reacting in the flesh. My friend, what is the problem in your life, in your family, in your church, in your community? You can identify the sin, the situation. There's a spirit behind it. And if you are a born again, blood bought child of the king, then you have authority to tell it to leave. So let's do what we need to do right now. Lord, we come before you and we believe you. We believe that you are the risen Lord, the Christ, the son of the living God, that you came and gave your life, that your blood might atone for us, that we would be cleansed and forgiven. Lord, we confess our sins and our faults to you and ask you to come and fill us with your spirit to make us your sons and daughters in your kingdom and having all faith and believing this wholeheartedly, being fully persuaded as Paul said, Lord, we stand in the position and the commission that we have been given and we take dominion over the lands of our inheritance. We command every spirit of death to depart from it, every perversion every antichrist spirit that seeks to be worshiped, every spirit of envy and jealousy and strife and contention, every evil spirit of racism and hatred, we command you to depart. You are not welcome and we call in the spirit of the Lord. God, you gave us the earth. You told us to take dominion. Jesus, you came and you left us with a commission to occupy, to possess until you come again. And today we're gonna do it. And as we have been given this authority, Lord, we call upon you and we hand it back over to you. We plant the flag. We stand as the ambassadors of Christ, raising up embassies unto heaven and saying, Lord, you come and fill it and dwell amongst men and bring your decrees into the land. My friend, do you understand? The power and majesty and limitless ability of the one that you are serving when you trust in Jesus, the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the earth. He is worthy of all praise and adoration, but above all things, he is worthy to be believed. And he has called us to walk in authority. Don't be beaten down by the enemy and left weary. In well-doing because he's bluffing you. The devil can only walk in the void that we leave when we don't stand in our authority. He is a usurping spirit. He has already been defeated. He has already been judged. We have already been given kingship. Jesus did that for us when he came and made us the bride and then willed everything that he had to us and died so that he could release that to us. I don't think any of us even fully understand the depths of what Jesus did for us, but I guarantee you that at least to a degree, probably more than you and me, hell does. So even if you don't fully understand it, just do what he said to do. Speak to the mountain and cast it out and do not doubt and it will be done. So what is the mountain that you are facing? Because he's not calling you to compromise with it. He is calling you to cast it out. Is it unbelief? Is it unforgiveness? Is it pride? Is it contention a contrary spirit is it something that's coming against you and your family or your church a Jezebel a Balaam is it something coming against your nation perversion an antichrist spirit how big is your faith how sharp is your sword are you willing to take your place in the army of the Lord No, hell won't like it. Yes, he will resist, but he can't win. So just like Jesus, you can rest in peace in the midst of the storms that come to stop your progress. Because you see, Jesus was going. Across to the other side, for a reason, there was a person and a territory that needed to be freed. God had sent him on this mission, therefore was God with him in it, and he knew that God could not be defeated, so why fear the resistance that the enemy brings against it? God can only twist it and turn it around for your good and for your glory, and if anything, to show the world all the more that he has all authority. So don't give up. Don't turn back. Don't run away. Don't abandon ship. Just believe. Call upon the name of Jesus. Rebuke the storm. And press on. About four years ago, the Lord had given me a vision that was posted in our daily manna. It was a simple vision and a warning of a storm that was coming. Yet in the vision, I simply was laid low on my knees in the midst of it, and the storm swirled all around me, but I wasn't harmed. It did not touch me. And the Lord very clearly gave instruction and direction that said, when the storms start to come, they're coming with a purpose to take the chaff away. Because you see, there is a process called winnowing. Wheat, which is used to make bread, which represents the body of Christ, cannot fulfill its purpose unless the chaff is taken out of it. The chaff is this weak, hollow, thin, paper-like hull. It's basically the flesh of the wheat. It looks like the wheat, but it is not the wheat. In fact, it's polluting the wheat and preventing it from being used for its purpose. The wheat has to be purified. And the process by which this is done is called winnowing. It's a wind that comes to blow the chaff away. This is why John the Baptist said when Jesus approached him that he would come and baptize us in the Holy Spirit and he would come with a fan in his hand. It was a winnowing fan. The Holy Spirit comes with a purpose. It's to purify the wheat, to blow our sin and pride and selfishness away. It's to separate us from everything That is selfishness. That we might be ready for the Lord's returning to be a bride dressed in white, spotless and without blemish. But it takes a wind to do this. So sometimes does God allow the storms to arise? And in those cases, you lay low and you rest. And you know that God is in control. You pray. In the vision i was on my knees praying and the storm was not touching me so when the storm comes and the wind blows the wheat lays low bow down in prayer and intercession while the chaff tries to rise high takes advantage of the situation and tries to make something of it for themselves And then they get caught up in the wind and carried away. So, my friend, I tell you again, you get down on your knees in prayer and intercession. You rebuke the plans of the enemy and you praise God in the midst of the storm that he will use it to bring a purifying. And when it's done, you rise up and you go on over to the other side and fulfill your purpose. And you'll find that the storm actually only pushed you closer to God's intended destination. The right one the place that god was sending you that place where there was a heart crying out for the lord to send someone to represent him to bring his message his love his hope his salvation and his deliverance so that even the storms are turned for the good of those who are willing to lay low and pray and be humble and wait and rebuke every plot and plan of the enemy until the skies have cleared and the work of it has been done. And then they stand up and they press on. So have patience, weary soldier. And do not fear the wind or the waves. For God is still in control. He's just got to clear the stage. Because if it's one thing that I have learned is that you cannot build upon rubble and clutter, and baggage. Sometimes you've got to let God clear the stage before he can set it. So that there are times in our life when we can tell the storm to be still. And then there are times where we have to tell ourselves to be still. Either way, be at peace and trust what the Lord is doing.